Good afternoon, sticky lunches, he says. Where's that from the beginning slide? There we are. Boom, we're in. Welcome to today's session, part four of HBDI. I'm getting, I'm getting better with this now. Uh, I keep getting confused with my acronyms. Who have we got in? We're just waiting for the last few people to arrive. Gareth, good to see you. Howard, thanks for being here. Cindy, thanks for being here again. Colin, Martin, Victoria, Fabienne, wonderful. Thanks for being here. Last people coming into the room. As always, let's get make sure we're getting everyone set up for success. Mobile phones, little airplane lit up, zero out of distraction, 100% attention on what we're doing here. Making sure that you've got a drink, keep yourself hydrated and your brain lubricated to make sure this learning sticks. And finally, as the third part of this is always, get a fresh page for fresh thinking. And these are the things that you want to remember, that you want to reread and reignite that thinking so that you can keep this learning expanding. Uh, I say we dive in, Andy, we see where this goes. And if people are late, so be it, it's their loss. So, welcome to today's Sticky Learning with me, Nathan Simmons, Senior Leadership Coach and Trainer for MBM, Making Business Matter, home of Sticky Learning. We are the leadership development and soft skills provider to the grocery and manufacturing industry. And the idea of these sessions is to help you be the best version of you in the work that you do, whether that's from home or returning back to the office. Right now, we're hitting what? Day four, is it day? No, it's day three of HBDI. Yeah. And we're looking at practical ways to make your work easier. Well, where are we going, Andy? That's good. I was just looking at that photo of me in the uh, in the slide deck. I reckon I've been trading off that for about five years. We need to update that. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, okay. Good uh, afternoon, everyone. Uh, where we're we going? We're going to build off the last two days with some further application of the HBDI Herman Brain Dominance Instrument Model. So day one, we talked about what is it and getting into the backgrounds using our um, our words up here. Today, we're going to look into uh, some areas around giving feedback. I know that's going to link nicely to what you've got going on next week, Nathan. Um, how to recognize styles, because I think that came up as a question yesterday. Um, and then I've got some other areas that we can dip into depending upon time. The other bit I'm really keen to do today is uh, almost that kind of live Q&A. Um, we've hopefully kind of intrigued you over the last couple of days, so you may well have generated some questions or some thoughts. Um, we'd like to spend some time going through that today, making sure that you feel very comfortable, um, you're getting a good understanding of this, and then uh, allowing you to springboard off and um, kind of make it your own as appropriate. Um, and to that point, thank you again um, to all those people that have purchased profiles already. We'll be getting those um, instructions and the online questionnaire out to you in the next uh, few hours. Thanks again, and reminder to those, if you do want to buy your own profile, 10% off for this week. So Nathan, or we'll get a link dropped in there for those that continue to be interested. I was going to say, you know, you're not going to get it cheaper anywhere at any other point at this, as you are going to get it now. So if you haven't got a copy, if you haven't got your own profile and you're looking to get that deeper insight into yourself, which supports the leadership model that we've already covered, which supports how we're delivering feedback next week, now's the time to do it for sure. Perfect. All right, Nathan, I'm going to ask you to jump straight to slide 16, if you wouldn't mind. Um, question came out, I'm going to say, I think it was from Mohammed, correct me if I'm wrong, apologies if I am. We were talking about um, famous people through history. Might have to come down one more, Nathan. There we go. There we go, perfect. Um, so we're talking about famous people through history um, and where they would potentially sit on uh, on our model. I say potentially because, of course, I wasn't able to get these guys to uh, all complete their home and profiles in the last 24 hours. Uh, I reached out to a few of them, 
couple of them weren't available. Um, but have a good look around that. You'll start to get a sense of uh, where people would sit within this model. Um, like Sir Bertrand Russell up there, philosopher and mathematician, sits nicely up in the blue. Come down into green, let's pull out uh, Susan B. Anthony. Um, I think she was social reformist for women's rights and you know, the steps and the stages that she went through to, uh, to make that happen. Up into the yellow, the likes of Jeff Bezos, uh, entrepreneur, Amazon, Blue Horizon, you know, it, lots of things that he's got going on there. We can see Steve Jobs up there as well, another big entrepreneur and big visionary thinker. Coming down into the reds, we've got people there such as um, Louis Armstrong, just going to prove it really is a wonderful world. See what I did there. Oh. I got to say, I see what you did there. Um, my question to people watching this is, is, are there any people on there that you're surprised that they're in those quadrants? Anyone you want to call out as to why you know, it doesn't quite fit or you're surprised to see them? While they're coming in, good. The question that I've got already that comes off that is, Abraham Lincoln's right in the middle there. What's going on with that? Abraham Lincoln, so, the other thing was, I think it came back the other day, it was a question on day one, you know, can you be equal across all those quadrants? Um, understanding and considering the things that he did and how he did them, um, they believe that he sits in that middle so he could have a, a square across all those quadrants that half works on my finger. I'm saying to a bit of a, a weather person. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, it's a backdrop. Yeah, so he maybe sits in the middle and has a, a, an equal preference to all of those, uh, those quadrants. Nice, nice. It's good to see some of the people in there and just start to see, start to understand how their thinking is or where they focus their thinking in order for them to achieve what they've done. Absolutely. Did, did we get questions or thoughts coming in, or has everyone gone yet? Yeah, that makes sense. Nothing. I think everyone's quite happy with that. If there's no answers, we'll take that as a confirmation they're comfortable with where everyone is on there. Right, fantastic. Um, let's go down another slide, please, Nathan. I'm going to introduce a um, topic around giving feedback. Um, feedback is that free gift that can just absolutely improve people. And if delivered in the right way, it becomes a super powerful thing. I know you're going to get into this uh, in a lot more detail next week, Nathan. You've got a particular um, area of expertise on this. I wanted to link it in nicely because actually we can also use the, the Herman profile to deliver feedback in a way that will be more comfortably and easily more received depending upon the audience and who they are. So we're going to talk around feedback in a minute and then going to share some slides on how you can recognize styles because I appreciate we can't go in or could but we, we can't and we don't always know other people's thinking, decision making, communicating preferences but I've got a few slides that can hopefully give those little tells and give those indicators. Um, that said, and very similar to yesterday when we were talking about expectations of the audience, if unsure, let's get a tick in each of those boxes. Again, spot those things that resonate with people and they kind of, oh, I guess that, that's, that's kind of going in and making sense. We start to really build on those particular areas. So, giving feedback. If we would start up in our A quadrant, our blue quadrant, if we're giving feedback to someone that has a high preference here, it's got to be about precise, logical facts and detail. It's sticking to the data and ensuring that it's delivered in a way that is absolutely clear cut. When I talked yesterday about the blue quadrant being kind of very black and white, they don't want too much ambiguity. They just want to know what it was and being very precise and very logical in delivering that set of feedback. That makes sense? It makes sense to, to Nathan, that's good. Coming down into our green quadrant, people here, 
they're going to need to see the structure and the organization of the feedback. They're not going to want it too woolly. They're not going to want it delivered in a way that um, um, it's going to be hard for them to interpret. So we need to have that sequential approach. Again, paying attention to the details, that whole left brain thing going on. So it's got to be done in a very safe, risk adverse way to ensure that as they're receiving that feedback, they're getting in a way that just works for them. So we can break that feedback down in steps and stages, helping it unfold for them. Um, and all with a view that it just gets absorbed in a far more powerful way than if we were to maybe deliver it on the opposite side or the diametrically opposing quadrant to a yellow person. They're gonna want metaphors. They're gonna wanna understand stories and what ultimately the outcome or the piece that could happen if based on that particular bit of feedback. So it's about definitely being a bit more creative and holistic in delivering it in maybe a more imaginative way, as opposed to being too rigid and too detailed, which is gonna more better appeal to our people over on the left-hand side. Coming down into our red quadrant, it's paying more attention to the empathy side of people, using eye contact, making it's delivered in a way that uh, doesn't unbalance the feelings that they will have on that particular thing. And sometimes feedback delivered wrongly can be horribly detrimental. We've got to do it right. And for the Reds, it's going to be hugely important that it feels right for them in using those words like feeling. Okay, let me pause there for a moment. Pause there for a moment, Nathan. Your, your thoughts, because I know this is a hot topic for you. Absolutely. And uh, partly we're going to get into this a little bit in feedback. So this is wonderful that we're lining these, these two elements up is always uh, it's the prime thing that we learn in influencing skills what's in it for me but the issue with actually teaching people what's in it for me is oh yeah put yourself in their shoes and think about what's in it for me but you don't put yourself in their shoes you just walk out of the classroom thinking what's in it for me and actually you need to think about what's in it for them how do they need to hear this um, how do what words do they use what's going to emotionally resonate with them and how do i make sure they get that message and they hear it so that they can do what they need to do and in, then in turn I get what I need by giving them what they need and it's not a chicken and egg scenario it's got to be about you know making sure they can hear it so you get what you need as a secondary side as a, as a side effect. Terrific, terrific, okay. Um, what are people's thoughts on that? Um, kind of maybe just have a quick few questions if we've got them because I'm keen uh, to, to kind of make the use of the time that we've got so if there's anybody's got thoughts in the moment. Yes, yeah, so um, clearly linked back to the point that they are the focus of what I do. They are the focus of what you do. Absolutely, Colin. Um, question here from Victoria is, are there more people in each quadrant, i.e. more blues in the world? I've done similar profile and I'm, I'm split fairly equally across three, 34% red, 31% green, 26 yellow and nine blue. And not sure if this is common or unusual. I think if we were to, um, uh, Set the entire seven billion people or so on the on the planet, we would see broad balances and averages across those particular areas. There's then some quite interesting cultural and country um, biases that tend to happen. Um, I guess the short answer is yes, there's balance, but then we can look into it a whole a whole host of other ways. I have to be careful with my next statement because it can often get taken out of context. If we were to look at, say, just a split between male and female, we often see that females are far more red down here. And why people can get a little bit maybe uh, uncomfortable or feel that that's um, maybe not what they want to hear, we've got to then kind of look back at ourselves as a species um, and understand that it is often the female species that are the nurturers, the child, you know, it's all that stuff that's going on. So throughout our evolution, naturally we see 
females down here a little bit more in the red. But that's it. Going back to your point, I think there's a good balance across uh, all of these quadrants if we were to uh, look at it as a, a far more broader point of view. I agree. And I think evolution and biology is starting to shift that where you're seeing, you know, the variety of um, genders and, and kind of the blurred line that's happening in those spaces, which is, you know, it's going to be an interesting thing that I don't think we're going to see the end of that game plan uh, uh, in this uh, lifetime. And this, and I keep, you know, I keep banging on about this point because it is super important. This is about preference, preference to communication, decision making. Yeah. What it is, and it's pigeonholing people going, oh, the ladies are here and all the men are up there. It's not like that at all. And absolutely, we can't do that because it's A, not appropriate, and B, we have got a whole brain and we have access to all of it. That's super important. And that's the important part. And like you said before, you know, if you put yourself in one of those categories and say, oh, I can't do that, you then you stop yourself from seeing the world in a different way that's going to support you moving forward. Yeah, it almost becomes that self-fulfilling prophecy. Oh, I'm only this, I'm only that, I'm not going to touch that stuff. We, we've always got to push and make effort and have a level of botheredness to, to, to continue being the best version of ourselves. Mm, agreed. Come down there one more slide for me, Nathan, because it kind of builds on it, but also builds on the point you just made. Um, it's about making the person at the center of maybe for feedback, making them the important one. This sort of builds on it nicely, but it's about how we can um, design or be considerate to when we're teaching someone something. And that learning can happen in a classroom, similar to what you and I do uh, for a living, but it also happens in a one-to-one -one basis where de developing the people that we work with. And we can then be mindful of how we're training them, coaching them, guiding them, encouraging them, delegating to them, and all those different management tools that we have, but doing it in a way, again, that's gonna resonate with them, because how you would want to receive it could be very different to how they want to receive it. Um, what I'm not gonna do is, is talk around all of those words in that box, you know, you're largely scanning it, and you're seeing the differences and the similarities between those areas, but it just allows you to have, again, that toolbox that you can select various things from, depending upon the situation that you're in. And it was all about that, dialing stuff up, dialing stuff down based on the audience or the individual or the situation. Um, so some core pieces there that, um, again, hopefully provide a little bit of thought, thought provocation. Um, and again, just building on that uh, toolkit that we all have. Nice. What's what the questions are coming up? You there, Nathan? Just uh, it's quicker to get an answer from you. What, what, what's in there Sorry. that kind of resonates with you? Uh, it's just... For me, as an L&D practitioner and a coach and, and consultant and all those things, it's, it's just about making sure that we are ticking the boxes. So you can see that there's the hands-on activities, they're the icebreakers. Um, and, and some people actually get irritated by icebreakers because it's not their thing. But it, at the same time, it is someone else's. So whenever you're in that kind of team environment, again, it's helping the people in your team understand it's not all about them. You know, and getting them to kind of have that philosophy as a leader that they start thinking, well, actually, this is for the benefit of other people in the team. So I'm going to play along with this and support it because it supports them. Absolutely. And I have to be very, very overt with exactly that point and say to a group of people, hey, look, some stuff is going to resonate with you more than others. And then in turn, you know, the flip could happen later on. Be mindful because of all of this stuff that certain things will float your boat, others will not. But for the person sat next to you or opposite you, it's going to be very, very different. Um, and we can do the stuff around kind of signposting or we're going to be, the next 20 minutes we're going to be doing a session on blah that, that, the greens just go right good i get this but the yellows we can go right we've got some imagery that we're going to use to help bring us to life so they can start to create that mental picture got to get a tick in all of these boxes and at the same time know 
that not everything will resonate with everyone all the time and, and just being comfortable with that. Agreed, agreed. And I thought I'd shut my email down, down and it suddenly appeared. Apologies for that. Right. So where else can we take this in? Now, now? No, not at all. Um, so anything that we've got in here that we can kind of best use, how can we take this stuff and then take it to another level while we're working with our people? I think the first part is having that awareness that we can do stuff differently. It's moving from that place of, um, that for want of a better word, conscious incompetence through to being consciously aware that we can do stuff differently and then testing stuff out. And as we take those small confident steps of trying different things, figuring out what works for us, doing more of that, figuring out what stuff doesn't work for us and then doing less of that, but constantly having that continuous improvement cycle going and at the same time, not trying to do it all at once because we ultimately, we're, we're gonna fall over. And maybe we start that with one or two people in our team that we go, okay, well actually what quadrant do they sit in? If, you know, if you've got them to do a profile, maybe you, you drip feed those profiles into your team or into a small unit inside your business. Start to have a look at that is, and then start to see what it is they need in order for you to communicate with them and start building on that, and then start to, to move that out into wider circles of the business. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, let's um, continue to move on. Just again, a mindful of time, we're probably pushing, uh, yeah, pushing uh, fast towards 20 past. It was a question yesterday, and I said I'd come back to it today, so I absolutely wanted to, was how can we recognize styles? Um, easiest way, get people to complete a questionnaire. I mentioned that one earlier. Other than this, you've got to look for those particular details. So I've got a few slides again, we're just gonna bounce off them a little bit, um, and you'll start to help bring this to life again, but also help you to then go, ah, maybe that person is such and such. Let me explore that a little bit more. Let me test my theory. Let me test my hypotheses on it. And then um, maybe I can tailor some things I do with them differently. So for the blues, this is absolutely about fact. It's about illustrating points clearly. Um, emotions are obviously kind of um, uh, displayed slightly more uh, abstractly. You're not going to have those big, oh, that's amazing, that's brilliant, I'm absolutely loving this. It's far more kind of calmer. Um, so we can start to spot those people that are talking in facts, talking in details and enjoying those things, and at the same time maybe not getting as much of an emotional reaction to certain situations that uh, we would probably see somewhere else down here. Mm. So my, my question to those people that are listening in, who do you know that is a blue? Who in your world that you know you interact with and interrelate with you know, on a regular basis is in that blue quadrant? Where are we going to next? Let's have a look. Let's go down, let's go down green. to green. Brilliant. Greens, again, these are some of the things that they will display. They're going to be very concrete in their speaking, very matter of fact. Again, they will ask questions that have answers. And why that seems like quite a strange sentence, um, when we move through to yellow again, you'll start to see the differences that uh, thing. So if they ask a question, they know there's an answer and that you're getting that they want that answer. And it is about completing sentences and not dropping off midway because their brain's gone off uh, into some other dimension. Um, so again, it's this whole left brain thing going on that's about logic and fact and rationality, order process. Um, again, you can start to spot those people. And, and again, you know, same question as Nathan's just posted. Consider those people in your world, whether it's personal or professional, and you go, ah, Maybe so-and-so is a, uh, a green, or maybe they're a blue or a red or a yellow. And you can start to maybe test your hypotheses uh, in the coming days. Yeah, yeah let's, and then, let's 
I was going to say, you know, it's, it's those people that, you know, who in your life is agreeing? And, you know, there's a reason I'm asking this question is because as you get into next week with the feedback and what we're looking at here, it starts to tailor your conversation to fit those people. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, our red people are people that light up the room. So this is about base animated eye contact. There's some of this stuff going on. These guys may use stories to illustrate points, uh, far more non-verbal gestures, and then maybe spotting at times they're good communicators, so they talk out loud, and they may talk to themselves, and you're gonna hear that stuff. And it's all that brilliant red stuff coming through that's absolutely about feeling and communication, and you can spot these guys. These will be the people that come in and they wanna know about you. How was your weekend? What did you get up to last night? They want to hear and they genuinely have botheredness for you and likewise they're going to expect that back from them. I used to have a similar situation where I'd come home from work and my wife would want to know how my day was. I had no motivation or need to tell her about it but it was important to her so now we have that time and I've learned to take the time now to ask her how her day is because apparently that's super important as well. It is to a you know a long-lasting marriage as well, you know, Andy. Yeah, and I'm starting over the last few days. I've started to realise I may well be compressing that duration. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. There we go. But last but not least, last but not least, are our yellow quadrants. These um, people are far more whimsical, far more um, speaking kind of phrases. They do and can tend to stop mid-sentence because their brain's gone further off into the future. And to that point, the opposite of the green, asking questions that lead to other questions, not necessarily asking questions that have answers. So it's far more abstract and it's about using those, those metaphors and those um, imagery to bring things to life. And you'll know those people. And certainly you'll spot these people easier if you're not in that quadrant from over here. You go, oh, that's why they talk like they do. I thought they were just a bit, oh. And again, we're gonna come back to this tolerance part there just become when someone speaks or acts or communicates in a different way, just potentially because they come from maybe an opposite quadrant to yourself. So again, banging home that point, it's gotta be all about tolerance and then being mindful of what they need and giving it to them. Mm. I mean, interesting thing is, so I know that I'm kind of in the, in the yellow, bordering on the red, so I can dip into the emotional. My wife is green and dips into the red, so we that's where we meet in our conversations, but we are, diametrically opposed on a lot of things it's just the way that we work but when I look at myself as a coach I ask questions that lead to other questions but I use the coaching framework in order to make sure that it's funneling in and actually getting you know and I'm asking a question that's leading to a point it may not be my point it's that other person's point so again it's just dialing up those relevant elements to, to help people get results absolutely absolutely brilliant. okay um so there were the four quadrants again just dipping into each of those four styles, helping you to maybe recognize them better, come back to that point if unsure, ticking each box. Um, let's see what questions we've got. Maybe we've got uh, a little bit of time left at the end of our third and final day. Uh, see what questions people have got. Uh, one thing was questions directly to me is I would have seen you as a green. There are elements which I switch on and off. Um, but when I think, I think very, very big and I think about combining ideas and I think very abstractly. Um, so I have, when I'm working in certain spaces, I have a, a fairly, uh, not unique, but a fairly kind of focused ability to take com two completely different ideas, smooth them together and create a third object. Um, yeah, and that's very yellow of me. I use the green to create that form 
to create the structure. Um, but I also know on the other side of that, there is you no, know, you win hearts and minds. You don't win minds and hearts. So it has to be the hearts first. So you have to work in that emotional space before people even want to hear the facts and the details. Or if they do want to hear the facts and details, it actually is um, bolstered up by the emotional content and the impact that that stuff has on people. So it's about switching those things on at the right time. Um, and I also think it's about leveraging the strengths out of each of them. So when we talk about form, if you look at a training session, if you look at a sticky learning lunch, or you look at one of our virtual classrooms, you know, we talk about there's a clear structure to it. So every one of these sessions, as we built them up over the course of the nine weeks, have started to build that framework that we then just slot the elements into that gives you that structure and people understand what they're going to get from these sessions. They, they understand where the session's going to go to. I think it's absolutely right, Nathan. Anything we do in design, start with the why. Now, why are we doing this? Why? Now, what's our objectives for this session? What do we want to give to the good people that have come in? What? And coming down into detail, how are we going to deliver it? Who's going to be involved? Structure, the agenda, and, and they all just link together. And talking through like that, that stuff's all just obvious, but sometimes we can maybe skip one or two of these areas in in tasks or projects or situations that we do uh, and we can wonder then why it didn't and wasn't as effective as it could be agreed uh, i think martin's, martin's come back with the color of purple of mbm logo is the perfect mix of red and blue chosen on purpose uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no it wasn't i'd love to say it was uh, the irony is our um our uh uh, ahead of the uh, the ship, so to speak, so colourblind. So you, you probably wouldn't have even known that. I'm not sure if he's in today, but um, yeah, I think uh, that was plugged. I'd, I'd love to have said yes to that. I might uh, <laughs> I might take that and run with it, and make that my own. <laughs> I thought I missed the MBM logo bit at the beginning of the thing, and I thought that was kind of a, a hook at my shirt from Monday or something. But yeah, we'll I was, back I was to that. Well. <laughs> <laughs> so the Gareth's got here very helpful tips on recognizing styles although important not to be caught pigeonholing it which is something we have reinforced time and time again um, and not you know, pigeonholing or modeling someone needs to be subtle mm. yeah. so it was it is although important not to be caught pigeonholing or modeling someone it needs to be subtle so you know you're, you're looking for those um those what's the word i'm looking for not tripwise is the wrong word but they're just those core elements those individual words that just allude to the breadcrumbs of actually what this person's style is so you can actually have a, a fuller conversation i think so and if you try to do it in a way that feels a little bit pretentious it's going to be spotted a mile away and you lose your credibility um, often when we do this with teams it's done in a very open way and everyone's very comfortable sharing their profiles what they then overtly get is that common language that they can start to share I think the moment we start pointing fingers across the office, oh, I think they're a red or I think they're a yellow. I think we're a doing this a huge disservice, and we're also more importantly doing them a, a huge disservice as well. It's absolutely not about pigeonholing. It is about just better understanding ourselves and others. Agreed. Agreed. What question? I mean, a, what's been useful to everyone that's listening today? What's been of value? What's resonated for you that you're going to take away from this session that's going to help you, in, you know, improve and build these conversations? And the second part of that is what questions have you got? So what's been of value and what other questions have you got right now? And if you haven't got any, by all means, put no in the box just so we know that you've got everything you need today. Good. So while that's coming through, I put the link in there again for the the HBDI profiles with and the discount code in is in there as well. So if you're looking and you want to get that deeper understanding, 
click on that link, get yourself a profile if you haven't already done so, so you can start to get that clarity. Because um, this stuff's really going to be useful for when we go into feedback or if you go back and look at the leadership stuff. The other part as well is if you have not signed up for next week's session about feedback, and I'm going to add a little bit to that in a minute, now is the time to do that. We'll get the link in there for next week's Sticky Learning Lunch, which is there right now, so you can get signed up for next week. Now, anyone here that has people in their responsibility, anyone here that is associated with another leader of people that thinks that they would benefit from learning about how to deliver feedback in a very thoughtful, structured fashion that gets results every single time, share that link with them. We're gonna be doing feedback for four days and I'm gonna take you through start to finish every single level of delivering feedback um, using a very specific framework that's gonna help you get better results in what you do. If you know people that are gonna benefit from that, copy that link, email it to them, tell them I would love to see them in the room and I'm gonna be sharing some really key elements that are gonna make feedback really work. So what have we got coming through? Um, apply this model on feedback, certainly useful. Yes, it is. And then when we do next week, it's gonna make it a thousand times more powerful when you get into that. Uh, what we've got here, be vigilant of wording used describing profiles so as not to unintentionally pigeonhole. Absolutely, Cindy, that's amazing. Like if you take that away, you'll be looking for the words, but you won't be you know, um, separating or, or isolating people through that language. All good, no questions, thanks guys. Gareth, very welcome. No questions from me, thanks to both of you, very interesting. Nice foundation for feedback, signed up, ready for these sessions. Colin, great, glad you're in the room. I don't think Colin's missed a single episode, uh, which is amazing. Thank you, Colin, for the support. Um, Gareth's been here for a lot of them as well. Howard has been engaged with those as well. It's been amazing. Tim's been in a lot of these as well. Um, Fabian's you know, been here for a lot of the last ones as well. Uh, what is a 10% coupon code to get? The coupon code in there, if you scroll up to a little bit higher, that is 10% voucher code. So when you go and get your HBDI profile, you can put that in, it will give you 10% off, I believe, Andy. Yeah, absolutely. If you, if you page down for me just in our, uh, our, our deck of slides, that's it. That's effectively what you get. You'll complete 120 questions. It will give you an understanding, sorry, give you your home and profile your profile in terms of what it looks like across those quadrants and your preferences. So with me, you'll get the equivalent of, of one of those. And then the other pages that maybe you see on there with the uh, the explanation, the booklet that supports it and, and the full pack. What also comes with that is digital debrief. So you, we take what we've covered in the last three days, but gets into it into a far more, um, appropriate level of information so you can really understand that and that kind of digital e-learning uh, debrief uh, supports that pack and at the same time having that conversation with us on a one-to-one -one or a group basis to ensure that you've got exactly what you need and you feel very comfortable with the, the results for want of a better word of this assessment awesome great share Amazing. So Fabian says, well done as always. Thanks very much, Fabian. I appreciate your engagement and your time being here. We are on the half hour. In fact, we are one minute over. Um, thanks very much, everyone, for being here. You've got the contact details, the connection details for next week's training sessions. You've got the connection details there to go and get your HBD profile as well. The only other thing that I'm going to share with you all right now is the virtual classrooms. If you, your team, would benefit from a conversation with either Andy or myself, in supporting you in any of these leadership, soft skills, niche skill sets that are required for um, for the, the grocery and the supermarket industries and the manufacturing such as category management, 
the link said virtual classrooms, click on the link, come through, have a conversation with us so that we can help you and your business be the best version it can be. Andy, thanks very much for today, really appreciate it. Absolute pleasure as always, Nathan.